Hi guys, welcome back to the Brew Podcast with me, Tom and Ben. How you doing, mate? I'm good, thanks. And we've got his brother Mark here. How you doing? Oh, I'm not bad. Not bad. Uh, thank you guys all for the support lately. Um, we're actually going to give you four podcasts in the space of a week, hopefully, which will be uh, a struggle and for us, but it'll be a big good fun. Uh, make sure to check us out Thursday, 4 p.m. normally. Uh, but again, as I said, I think we're going to have this out on Saturday. Have one out on Tuesday and then another one out on Thursday, 4 p.m., all at 4 p.m. So check that out. Also check out our Spotify, link in the description. Check out our merch, also link in the description. Twitter at the Podcast One and Instagram at the Podcast One. All right. Um, I thought we could just dabble in the, the Europa League at first, uh, yesterday's games. Yeah. Um, I watched... Lost. Arsenal won 4-1 to Mould. Yeah, yeah. We, I watched uh, Spurs and a bit of the Arsenal match yesterday. Spurs won 3-1 against Ludo Gretz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ludo Gretz, Razgrad. They first, though, right? Yeah. I was in the room, it was on the background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a, a very Soviet name, doesn't it? But um, it's Bulgarian, isn't it, that team? Uh, no idea. No Bulgarian. Yeah. <laughs> Tottenham did what they needed to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, all, all three, all three of the the English teams did really, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, were, especially... I watched the um, highlights for the Leicester four 0 Braga game, and Braga had gone had won all of their Europa League games prior to that as well. Right. Okay. And Leicester just wiped the floor with them. I mean, it was <laughs> think, bad. I think they could go far then. Uh, I think Leicester. I think I think all three teams could do well in the Europa League. I'd be surprised if not one of them's at least in the final, let alone the semi-final. Yeah, because I mean this thing that Mourinho's been in the competition twice and won it both times. He's been in it, so Ooh. that's a uh, positive for Tottenham. But I mean, Arsenal went one 0 down, didn't they? And uh, yeah, they were they were one 0 down for ages. Yeah, and uh, I, was, I was teasing my Arsenal mate about it. <laughs> they still they still got the job done, but. I mean, it was a decent goal for, for their... For their yeah, their... lovely goal, lovely goal. Left-footed, yeah. curled around the keeper. Yeah, we were watching it and I was, I was like, whoa! <laughs> but it went in. Um, yeah. yeah. There's, there's not much to say about a Europa League game, is there? No, it's... Uh, it's it's the knockout stages when the Europa League gets interesting. Yeah, when, when an English team goes out, we'll, we'll probably start talking about that a bit more. <laughs> Um, well, we touched on the American election uh, last podcast. It was uh, yeah. two six four Biden and two one four Trump, and it is still two six four yeah. Biden <laughs> and two one four Trump, even yeah. though it has been forty eight hours. So you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, there's been some developments in like the counts and stuff, hasn't there? Um, yeah, uh, Pennsylvania now has swung Biden, I think. Yeah, yeah, which is the big and one. Georgia has swung Biden. Um, but they're doing a recount there because uh, it, it's so close. It's with it, if it's within one percent, uh, yeah. they they can. I think is do they just do an automatic recount or they can request a recount? I think they requested it. I think, requested I think pretty it. much they will always do it if it's that close. Yeah, yeah. it's like literally a few hundred votes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I just find it insane that a few hundred votes could you know can decide the fate of the entire country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it, it's, it's surprising how close it actually has been mm. this year. Yeah. You'd, you'd have thought one would win it by a landslide, but yeah, yeah. it's just not happened. Yeah. And I know that he's leading in Nevada and Arizona. Um, like, because Arizona's been called uh, by some press, but the BBC's been really cautious with it. So mm. it's not called it for Biden yet because um, they're still counting and it's. It's pretty, it's fairly close, but it's pretty. They're pretty sure it'll be Biden's, but Nevada's like ridiculously close. Apparently, like that's one that could swing uh, to Trump because it's within a few thousand votes or something. It's closer than they thought it would be. It's closer than they thought, but it has every time they read the reports and new results, it does seem to go a little bit more Biden's way. Right, right, right. Like yeah. not much, but like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it is postal votes that they counted, isn't it? So Mm. it should be in Biden's favour, but they can't guarantee that. 
which which well, does include two of my mates who have voted postally and both of them voted Biden. So you know, hopefully those two votes matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like like even if he, he he just needs one state. So even if he loses Nevada, if he get if he. Yeah. It'd be nice if he had two states, though, wouldn't it? Just to give yeah. him more of a margin of genius. So yeah. there's less, you know, there's less that Trump can say it's invalid or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if he gets Pennsylvania alone, that's it. So yeah. hopefully. Well, so it's, it's worth more than six six seats, or it's worth yeah, it's six worth seats. twenty in Pennsylvania. Bloody hell! So yeah, if he wins Pennsylvania, that it's done. But. Uh, I just want to the handover of power, like you know, because because you know, like when Trump came in and they did the whole ceremony thing, and Obama's Obama comes on and they play the thing, you know, the presidential mm. song, whatever it's called, "Hail to the Chief," and they play that for the last time, and then he shakes shakes hands with Trump, and they do the whole thing, you know, and, and Obama's like obviously wasn't happy that Trump won, yeah. but went along with it because that's what you do, right? But Trump's never going to do that, is he? <laughs> He's never going to shake yeah. my hand and be like, you know, fair well, play. He's not going to do it. Will they be able to shake hands? Because obviously this is going to be the first time yeah. there's been a presidential change during coronavirus. Will they be yeah, like, maybe that's like a get touch out. elbows? Yeah, <laughs> no, maybe that's a get out. They'll do like a, a, um, yeah. like a presidential first where they'll do it over a live stream or something. <laughs> or, or, or a fist bump, I don't know. Yeah, I like it. It'll be... It'll just be yeah, Biden's entourage because like we can't have two two entourages mix in because of the coronavirus. But it's just because they, they don't want to see each other. Yeah, You can tell like when Obama did it, they eat like they were sour because they well not sour but they they were fuming. Yeah, but it's just like it's just not going to happen with Trump. No. And the tensions are even worse now. Like the tensions are like flared up even more since then. So it's just not going to happen. No, like, it's, it's not. but they weren't sour. They, just, they were just fuming. Really, absolutely fuming. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll touch on on the results uh, in either next podcast or two podcasts after that. We never know. Um, <laughs> but. I thought we could take it to English politics. Obviously, you guys in England are now in lockdown. I'm in Wales, about to go out of lockdown on Monday. Getting there. But, uh, <laughs> you guys obviously in lockdown. Uh, how is that changing kind of anything for you guys? It isn't really. Um, yeah, there's less cars, I suppose. Because <laughs> <laughs> Mark's working from home. I mean, Mark's not happy about the lockdown, but Mark's working from home anyway. Yeah, it's um, not it's not it's not changed my day to day really. I mean, I'm not. Yeah. Happy, but it's, what can you yeah. do? Um, with me, I'm still going to college on Wednesdays because colleges are still open. Um, uh, the only thing that I'm not doing is um, I volunteered at a couple of charity shops, and so that's not happening for four weeks. Oh yeah. So I guess it does feel less. Um, cataclysmic than last time yeah well it's, either that's because we were used to it or, or because they have kept the schools open yeah time. well it's not i mean with them keeping like colleges and unis and schools open it doesn't feel like a total shutdown like it yeah. did last time like because yeah. like last time i went into lockdown and it was like it was just no cars on the streets yeah. it was yeah. unbelievably quiet the air felt cleaner you know you could start hearing the birds <laughs> <What's and> that? <laughs> that whole thing of um like the pollution of Decreased by fifty percent in London. Yeah. 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 Was it something like they they were measuring something over the Amazon rainforest or something? It was like but like some, something like the, the pollution there went down ridiculously. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure like it did. That. I'm sure it like, did. So it, I don't know if it's the Amazon rainforest, but it was some sort of forest. forest. Yeah. <laughs> Green area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you guys see the uh, speech that Boris did almost two hours late before or whatever. Really? I didn't, I didn't watch it. Uh, when, he, when he announced that we were going into lockdown, he was on he was, to lockdown. He was like two hours um, late. It was meant to be at four o'clock. He ended up being there at like six something. <laughs> they were just like, oh, to yeah. what to say, weren't they? And, and he, uh, he even says in, in his talk, uh, like, speech to the nation, like, um, 
we thought back then when we were doing uh, local lockdowns, it was uh, a really good idea. And obviously, I still think it's a really good idea, even though it's not worked and we're all now going into a national lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's... Like, yeah, they, they were there for two hours figuring out how we're going to tell them that we want to go into a lockdown after <laughs> saying we weren't going to do it. What yeah. are we going to do? What are we going to tell them? Uh, I've seen so many clips of Boris, like, slating other politicians for wanting to go into a full-scale lockdown and thinking how will damage the economy, and now he's going into a full-scale <laughs> lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, they were definitely thinking, like, well, what are we going to do after saying that we're going to do this tiered system? Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in normal times, I think he'd be lucky to be keeping his job, Boris. Mm. The amount of U-turns that he's done, yeah, I can't think of any other prime minister who would have got away with that without his backbenchers really kicking off, and they probably mm. actually are. But it's like, mm. so you think there'd be like a vote in no confidence in him? In a normal yeah, I think, I think there would. I think there would be a vote in no confidence. I think in normal times, you know, mm. to, to, yeah. to keep keep chopping and changing like they've done, it's just you know, yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think they think I think they're probably worried that if they take Boris off the seat. Then there's just going to be a ma- like a massive scramble t- for power, which yeah. they can't do right now because coronavirus is happening and yeah. there's way too much, yeah. too many other things to, to going on. Yeah, yeah. there's not there's a, I mean, it's because it's like there's quite a lot of stuff still going on with Brexit, but it's no one's talking about it because everyone's just. Mm. I bet not- David Cameron's happy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like it's it's what it's, it's it seems very odd because it's like. This time last year, it was like Brexit, 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 and now it's just nothing. Like you know, so that's, that's reminding me. Um, actually, how stressed we've all been, you know, with the U.S. election. I, I was in America for the British election back mm. in was it December? December, it? yeah, yeah. And so I was actually like uh, an afternoon at work in America, watching the results coming in, and I was like, oh my god, this is like, this is crazy, this is cataclysmic. <laughs> Nobody else in the office. You know, care. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have an election, and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> We're all there, stuck to the screens, like, <laughs> "Yeah, hey, oh, Pennsylvania's changed." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I cannot imagine American being like, "Hey, you know, look at that red wall." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, look, they're like, "Hey, Manchester voted Labour again." Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> they're not going to be like, "Oh no. yeah." I mean, there are there are some. There will be some like, political. The South voted Tory again. What <laughs> surprise, yeah, surprise! Yeah, they're, they're not. They're not like going to be doing that, are they? Yeah. 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 Uh, I think it's because though the there's just so much more hype around the whole changing of presidency than there is prime yeah. minister. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. interesting. I um I was listening to this political history series, and they, they was talking about this book called Democracy in America that was written by some French. I forgot what he's called, but some French philosopher guy in like the 19th century, like 1830 or something. So before they had a civil war and he was talking about being there on election year and how like they all just sort of go crazy and then it calms down again. It's like, that's still the way it is. <laughs> it's never changed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it also comes with like, you know, the president of the United States of America is seen as like the most powerful person in the world so it's um, i guess it's bound to happen in some ways or some senses yeah um and also america's standing in the world as like you know leader of the free world you know like you know um, well, the president. i think it has got to do with having a shared language as well though because yeah yeah I think, uh, I think, but, you know like not that the chinese have elections but um <laughs> yeah, like if they were having an election it's similar amount of power i think these days but i don't think we would get as stressed about it no no but it's not gonna happen because they're never gonna have an election oh yes yeah, uh, so. <laughs> as i was saying it was like yeah <laughs> yeah, um, yeah i mean i guess it comes with like that being like land of the free home of the brave like sort of thing like it, People, people still look to them. Um, yeah, it's true. Mm. So it's the really, idea of America. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, uh, I think we've probably bored our listeners enough with some politics. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hope well, you guys enjoyed that. I mean, it's, it's something different, which we, I don't think we, we, we haven't really spoken about before on the podcast. No, politics. we touched on it last time, but... Yeah, I'm saying like, we, we've, we've brought it in, you know, we, we, have, we, we do keep up with the news. We're not just football crazy. 
<laughs> crazy when it comes to Ben as well. Just yeah. the, the blue podcast that does not indicate political affiliation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, no. No. oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Oh no, I didn't even it does in America. It does in America. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, dear. oh dear. Anyway, uh international football. Uh I've been told Mark follows English football England yeah. football pretty pretty yeah. closely. Yeah, to a degree. I mean, so to I mean obviously your listeners, viewers will know Ben pretty well by now. I, I'm sort of when it comes to sports, it's polar opposite in that Ben's always been super interested. And really good at sports as well. And I, I was always terrible at sports. And, you know, um, and obviously, my dad is a city supporter, and that's why Ben is. And so, if pressed, I will say I'm a city supporter, but I don't really follow it. Um, so, but, but I do get really riled up when England are playing. Right. So like people, people who know me think it's very strange because they think, you know, they know me as somebody who's not that fussed about football. And yet, when England are playing, I'll get really stressed. So I don't know if that says maybe I'm more patriotic than I thought, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, I'd say I get I get interested when there's tournaments. Uh, mm. I watch I do watch you know the international friendlies and this the new Nations League. I do watch it. Yeah, no, no, I'm not it's not, it's not the same excitement for me as there is watching Chelsea day to day. Yeah, yeah. I heard that a lot when the last World Cup was on, and people were saying, "Well, you know, it's it's not as good as um, as Premiership football." Whatever. And I suppose if, if what you're there for is the quality of the football, it probably isn't. Mm. You know? And I can appreciate that to a degree. Um, but I don't know. I mean, international football is about more than the quality. Though. Yeah, it's all about passion and your country yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I do enjoy. Like I'm saying, when there's tournaments, I do enjoy. Yeah, them, so like uh, me and Mark watch watch them uh, usually. Not 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 every match, but like we usually watch a few. Mm-hmm. Um, and we watched like I think the last one we watched was when they played Iceland. Uh, in the Nations League, and nothing—it was boring. Nothing happened all game, and then the last last minute, we got a penalty, scored. Yeah, they got, they got a penalty. penalty. <laughs> it was, it, we waited all yeah. game for that, and it was just like Walker got sent off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On, on, on the last bit of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was when probably turned off by that point. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we 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 we. No, I was, I was I was I was still there as well. But I'm saying I'm sure. Oh, that- yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we're proper supporters. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just sort of got the feeling that the players have been totally bored with it as well. So the mm. last minute they decided, oh, we're just going to make this interesting. Yeah. Kick off. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a question for you, Mark. Do you think we should have a back five, England? Do you like the back five system? Uh, like to play at the World Cup. I don't know. I mean, it's sort of something that you think will work on paper, but then in practice. It just makes it really dull. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess it sort of goes back to what I was saying about the quality of the football versus the passions, you know? And yeah. If, if you're watching it for... I don't know how to work this. Help me out, Ben. Like if, if you're watching right. it for, for um, tactics and a team working really well together, yeah. Yeah. then, yeah. yeah, it's no good, but... Yeah, well, I mean that—that's just that's a, uh, a sort of a a byproduct of the players. They're not together long. Yeah, they're, they're together all all the time at the clubs. But with international mm. football, they come in, have a couple of week training camp, and then they have a match. There's there's no there's no time to be able to like have that mm. that sort of tactical import and be able to have those links playing together. Um, the only reason it works is because they speak the same language. Mm. Like, <laughs> So, um, yeah, I mean, with that, um, with the back five and stuff, it's what I guess what what Mark's saying is it, it it's more it'll be more boring to watch, but it, it works. So it depends. Mm-hmm. It depends whether you because it worked at the, it worked at uh, the World Cup really well, mm-hmm. but it's whether you want to watch something that's boring that works or watch something that's exciting that. Could go either way, but it, it might, that risk might be might pay off. Might risk is worth the reward. I don't know. I'm not sure it works though. That's what I'm saying. Though. I'm not you sure. You don't think it works? For me, if the, the five in the back works with 
the players we have on the bench. Like we could easily fit. It, like, suppose, there's suppose. that. There's the Mount. There's the Mount and Grealish issue, right? Yeah. And and now Phil Foden is in the in the England team. Yeah. If you've got three really good, promising, attacking midfielders, and one of them can play on the wing, mm. and one of them can play, both two of them can play as eight. If we take one of the centre backs out, put an eight, put one of them as an eight. Yeah. If we outscore the other team. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. No, I think. I mean, I guess that's true, really, because I was thinking about because it, it it worked at the World Cup, but the teams changed awesome. and developed and progressed and. Mm like tweaks since then and and I think they did try and play it in a recent match and it didn't work did it so I, I don't think they did match. no they, I think he ch- he changed to it in a friendly or something and it oh. didn't work um okay. but like yeah uh, it's it's very difficult to implement any like anything like that at international mm. level yeah um I think it's, it's it's not where you're going to see innovations in gameplay, is it? No, no, no. It's, well, it's, well, it's... When, you, when you watch Spain and you watch France play, they play really nice football. Yeah, yeah. So like, it can it can work. Well, I, yeah, it can work. But the the other thing with those teams is, I guess, even though they are only together for two weeks or whatever, those teams have been together for years mm. like they've that, been that was the factor wasn't it at England at the last World Cup that it was basically a brand new team yeah mm. like like they were all young players I guess some of them played together at youth level but it, like the like the France team they've been together since 20, 2016 since they lost that final yeah. and yeah, that's true. played through so they've had time to to implement the tactics yeah I, I guess for me on a narrative level to sort of I guess it's changing the subject a little bit but I enjoyed the fact that the England team was fairly well, pretty much a brand new team yeah the last competition on a narrative level it, yeah. it just it really worked well, I think that I think that's why yeah yeah Karen, sorry no I was just gonna say you know it's got this new team and sort of untested and yeah lots of potential and you know and they ultimately did really well yeah I mean, you can debate you know obviously there was sort of quite a nice draw that was sort of in England's favour but it's still yeah. a, a good result yeah no I think people's imagination a bit yeah, really because that, like, that summer was amazing it was yeah, amazing. it felt special it was something yeah, that summer. everyone loved it yeah, yeah I, I was in uh, Napa for the, the Sweden game and I mean all night long right. all we could hear were England chants all night every club just yeah the atmosphere, obviously, and yeah. it was just incredible. Yeah, but it, it, yeah, it was great. Like, I think I watched nearly every game with just one of my mm. mates. Like, um, Patrick from down the road, I watched a few with him. I watched one with Will. Uh, like, it was, yeah, it's fantastic. I think that sort of, that sort of event, you know, that brings people together in that way mm. doesn't quite happen with the Premier League because it's, it's too... You know, it goes on for the whole year, mm. and it's not like everyone in the country. Yeah, yeah, it's not as you know? it's not as unifying now. Yeah, I mean, can you think of anything else that unifies the country like that? Because I can't. Yeah, yeah. You know, true. especially if we go back to the politics. You know, in, in the sort of climate that we're in, I think it's really valuable to have that. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember the uh, the, the Columbia was it the Columbia game. When, when we won on penalties, I think the whole nation went crazy after that game because it was yeah. England just won on penalties. Oh my gosh, yeah. this could be yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that's one of the matches that I watched with uh, my friend Patrick. And me, me, and my dad, and Patrick Cross stood up in the living room like, yeah, so, yeah. And then <laughs> we scored and we were like, yeah. We had, a, we had, a, we had some neighbors around and we all just stood in front of the TV like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I think um, going back to sort of the progression of teams and stuff like that, um, like with sort of France and that, like saying they've been playing together for a while. Also, a lot of those international teams, a lot of their players all play for the same club. 
So like Spain, a lot of the players play for Barca, Real Madrid, mm. and they both and those teams play that way. So when they go to the international team, it's quite easy for them to get into that rhythm. If you know what I mean? Because they're playing mm. with someone that they played with, with with the club. So it's with England, they're all at different Premier League clubs. There's a lot more rivalry. That's the thing that's kind of thrown at like the golden generation that yeah, they all play for rival clubs. And like they had a lot of lots of cliques and training, like they would sit like with only yeah. the players that were from their club and be like, not, yeah, there was the United side, the Liverpool side, the Chelsea yeah, side, the Arsenal side, side. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't want anyway, to give anything away, no, um, no. didn't want to interact at all. No, they did not. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I've got a list of 20 teams here. Uh, I was thinking we could do a top 10. Uh, I went through the, like the, was it Coca-Cola something or other oh, the, rankings? The, yeah, yeah, FIFA rankings. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I got the top, the, the top 20. Um, very surprised. Germany were in 14th. They weren't even in the top 10. They, had, they did go on a bit of a stinky run but since uh, recently, Maybe. but I think they're doing all right again, aren't they? And then Netherlands in 15th, which was I thought was kind of surprising as well. Yeah, they they've started to come good again, but they've been in a bit of the stinky run since because Cumin left, didn't he? So yeah. Anyway, uh, we'll start. Uh, don't know how we're going to do this, but um, just we'll start. We'll start. Yeah, we'll start with tenth. I'll, I'll probably just name a bunch of countries who I think should be in tenth, and you guys can agree or disagree. Okay. How about that? Um, well, Colombia are in tenth in the the rankings. Uh, I personally think they probably shouldn't be in the top 10. Yeah, it wouldn't have struck me as a top 10 side, personally. You've got Italy, Germany and Netherlands. All well, so, are we gonna, so are we doing this on like sort of, not current, sort of historical ranking? Well, the, yeah, so this is the thing. So are, they, are these rankings... These are current rankings. Are yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd say we, do, we can do current and then if we have time, we can do... All time, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, unless, I mean, unless, unless you'd rather do do all time. Uh, uh, it might be easier. Yeah, that is true. All right, um, we'll, we'll do all time then. We'll do all yeah. Time. So, but I mean, on on Colombia, they they always do all right at um, international tournaments. They usually get to round of sixteen quarters. They've got a decent team, but they're not like world beaters. No. Um. Yeah. Right. I'll get the World Cup winners list up. Uh, we got our boys from Italy. Yeah, well, I mean, if, if okay, if, if we might as well build from the from from the front back then, from first backwards. Yeah. The main three are Brazil, Germany, or Argentina. Are they? Uh, Germany, awesome. Germany have won one. Two, three, four, and um, Brazil have won one, two, three, five. four, five. Well, so I guess Brazil are the number one country of all time. Uh, historically, not so much recently. I mean, they've got they, they should be good. I mean, their team, I mean, apart from their defense, they should be very good. Argentina currently. I talk, I thought you were talking about Brazil. Oh, shit. <laughs> wake up, Tom, wake up. I've been talking about politics and I sent me to sleep. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah, Brazil. Yeah. I mean, it's what, my earliest international football oh. memory is England versus Brazil 2002. Um, being absolutely devastated at that match when they beat, they beat us 2-1, we scored first. David Seaman hurt his back about halfway through. And I, I, I can't remember what was happening, but I was watching it and Dad wasn't. And I remember going to tell me Dad, Seaman's just hurt himself. You know, right. and then he, he let in a goal. Right. That game was the day after my sister was born. Really? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, fun fact for you there. There's a funny story there, but I won't dob my dad in. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, all time, uh, you have to say Brazil probably are the all-time yeah. best. But if you do an average, um, you would say Brazil, but they, they yeah. have dipped recently. Yeah, 
But, I mean, you'd think with the players they have, they should start maybe doing better again. They're currently ranked yeah. third in the in the all-time. Not all-time, yeah. currently ranked third in the current rankings. Current, yeah. I guess, yeah, you can, like, refer it back to the current rankings. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's quite good, actually. All right. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to go for Germany, the second greatest country, even though they were West Germany initially. But What about Italy, man? How many they won? Well, oh. Two, three, four. I'd still put Germany above Italy. <laughs> We've got it in our blood. Your Italian blood. Yeah. All right, Mark, on, you're the deciding boys. vote. I get the same vote. Mm. I'm always saying Italy. I mean, I'm... yeah, I do have to go with Italy, really. No, I, I, Italy I, I don't think it's very fair to give me the deciding vote. Well, I'm only going. <laughs> uh, they are pretty even for me, but I'm only going Italy because we are part Italian. But... Yeah. All right, all right. Italy, Italy in second place with on, the uh, four. Uh, <laughs> Four World Cups. There's this funny story about uh, the 2006 World Cup. So, like, obviously, because we're English and Italian, like, we follow both teams. Mm. Um, and we, were, it was the England Portugal game in the quarters when we lost. And even though Italy was still in the competition, I was distraught. I don't. Mark probably remembers. I was distraught. I but it I, was the first competition that you, you were really aware of what was going on. Yeah, I was crying my eyes out yeah. at that game. <laughs> I was I was awful. <laughs> but I mean, that's the sort of emotions that international football draws out, isn't it? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's like it, it teases you and then often drops you like a sack of potatoes. Yeah. 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 I don't, have you ever had, like, had any emotion like that over an international game? Me. Yeah. Uh, so I'd say that the, the Croatia game oh, yeah. was very right. gutted. Yeah, yeah. Very, very Because yeah. I, I mean, I, I was I was ecstatic after um, Trippier's free kick winning. I think I, I was just buzzing. I think I had a beer in my hand. And I was just like there, like shaking almost the excitement. But then obviously, <laughs> slowly just started slumping further and further back into the seat. Yeah. As, yeah. as the two goals went in, so. So, yeah, I, I went. Oh yeah, Mark's got a story about this. And yeah, the next yeah. game, so I was watching it. We all stayed at the lab. So I'm, you know, scientist who works at a lab in York, and um, we all said after uh, when they got to the semi that we were gonna we we're gonna watch it on the big screen. We have a lecture room downstairs um, with a projector, so it was like, yeah, it's gonna be like you know, big screen cinema, blah blah. blah. All these nerds all pile in. Like this is this is what I mean about international football, actually, because. Mm. Like people working in this lab, no one was bothered, but they were bothered about England. <laughs> anyway, so we watched yeah. it on a, on a stream. Um, <laughs> and so you know, we went 1 0 up, and everyone was ecstatic, and then it was 1 0. And then my friend Frank, he got a text on his phone. So he, because we were, there was a lag on the stream, he got a text on his phone that just said, Oh dear. And he showed it me like, what does this mean? Oh my God, what's, what's going to happen? And then it was going to be 2-1. We were like, oh God. Yeah, oh yeah that's that's yeah. thing. I watched it at, at Patrick's and we lost. And I, I, because I, it's like down the road, I, I, when I left, I was just trudging on like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although we probably got smashed by France in the final, but that's not the point. <laughs> But like, I mean, yeah, but that's but you never know though. You, you, could yeah, be... you have to be in it to win it. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that I think that what you're saying there is is actually key. Like people who are just not asked about football. Oh, I mean, so it. I've never seen to, people yeah. in my life as happy as when that first goal went in in that match. Mm. People were buzzing. Like, the joy in people's faces was unbelievable. Mm. I'll, I'll never forget it because these are people, you know, some people, they never look happy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, or, or it takes a lot for, the, for that amount of that amount yeah. of joy. Yeah, for it to like, dejection so quickly. Yeah, but like, but yeah, people are just not interested in football at all. If it's England and an important match, they'll watch it. Mm. Like, yeah. It'll, like, yeah. It is, you know, it, I, I remember just walking down the street and you'd, you'd hear some shop fronts just 
blast and now it's coming home sometimes during the, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. during the whole thing. So yeah, it was it's always good. It's always good. Yeah. Um all right, so Italy second with four world can... cups because of your blood. We had to put it there. <laughs> uh, this is not my choice, by the way. Everyone else we can say Jake. We can say Jake's second with you. No, no, it's, it's done. It's been written down. <laughs> Italy are in second. Uh, I mean, obviously, they've Italy have had obviously some fantastic teams. I mean, I, I guess, I guess it's. Um, a bit more because they've been in other finals. Like, I think they lost the Brazil one final or something like that, and maybe another. I can't remember, but like I think two of their wins were in like 1932, 1934, 1934, 1938. 1938. So it was like the Years second, ago. second and third World Cup ever. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's credit to the Italians recognizing that got to be good at this, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then was it 82 they won it again? Uh, 82, yeah. 2006, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I guess those two early ones kind of... Uh, they can't. They can't, yeah. <laughs> they can't a long time ago. They still, they Stop digging no, a hole, no, no, just shut no, up. No, 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 I'm just saying they were a long time ago, but yeah, they still yeah. count. Um, yeah. And they were yeah. like, yeah. were they like the... Was it the third, second and third one? Second or? and third ones, yeah. Uh, Uruguay won the Uruguay won the first one in 1930. Yeah, so yeah, Stand it's good stuff. of them recognizing that it, you know they they were the ones who got ahead mm-hmm. <laughs> early on. Bit of a head start. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just they just had the 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 foresight mm. to get ahead and yeah. uh, get I mean, e- even saying that though, saying that you. Italy have got a lot of um, legends of the game. Mm. Pirlo, uh, yeah. one, one obviously in 2006. Your defence has always been well known for being very, mm. very solid. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Germany in third place for us. Uh, many fantastic teams during the years. Yeah. Even, I mean, technically, we could just think, we could say that they've only won one because <laughs> Germany have only won one. The <laughs> question is how many players come from East Germany or what yeah. was East Germany and how does yeah. that matter? Yeah. yeah, I'm not by the looks of things, by the fact that West Germany won it three times, I'm not sure many East German players would have yeah, yeah. created the team. Yeah, but they've they've, all, they've always had a solid team. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, they've they've got some some like mo- most tournaments except the last one. They usually get to at least the quarters. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, even they're, they're currently they're currently placed fifteenth. Mm. Um, Italy are currently placed twelfth in the world. Yeah, they're which both, is both teams that have had a dip recently. Um, yeah, but historically they're decent. Yeah, historically definitely. But, I mean, uh, Italy managed by Mancini now, so uh, they're doing all right. Who knows? My man Mancini. <laughs> Next city manager. Aye. <laughs> All right. Um, who we put in fourth then? France. I think France have won it. Was it one, two, two times? Uruguay have, won, but... uh, Uruguay have won it twice. Argentina have won it twice. It's got to be France of Argentina because Uruguay's were. I mean, with Italy, at least they've won some recently as well. Yeah, right? Uruguay's were 1930 and 1950, the first and the fourth one. So, yeah. so yeah. I, I think Argentina have always been... I'd say, I, I, for, for Maradona, I feel like we have to put Argentina higher. Not fair enough. I mean, if, if, you, if we put... Argentina fifth, and yet they've got debatably the best player to have ever, two of the best yeah. players to have ever graced the face of yeah, the earth. That's true, true. Then, I mean, I guess if you look at it as well, France's successes have been a lot more recent. So it's yeah, like they have. Uh, yeah, 1998 uh, and 2018. Yeah, they won that. I think they won the 2000 euros as well. So, yeah, it's not very recent. No, all right. So, Argentina in fourth, and France in fifth. As we said, Argentina, well, have Lionel Messi, or he's retired now, right? No, he's still, he's still, he, he said he retired, but then came out of retirement. Yeah. And Diego Maradona in the past. 
<laughs> I think, but I want to go back to Brazil though. When you when you think of Brazil though, there's there must these are such a long list of oh, yeah. of players that came from Brazil. Yeah, I, mean, I think there's, there's yeah, there's so many quality players that come from Brazil. Um, I mean, similar with Germany, and but with Italy, it tends to be defenders. They're yeah. all defenders. The quality players. Maldini, whoever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like with uh, Brazil, obviously got loads of quality attacking players. Um, hmm. um, and even the odd defender. But I mean, Italy even have the odd striker like Baggio and that. So Baggio, yeah. Um, with his yeah, I don't know what that's about. Um, <laughs> uh, Germany, it tends to be midfield players, doesn't it? It does. Um, and Muller up top as well. The, yeah, um, that's true. Yeah. The legend, top, yeah. top goal scorer, isn't he? Uh, not, not Thomas Muller. I think it's. No, 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 I'm talking about the other, the other one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Is, is it Gerard Muller? No, I don't know. I don't know. Something, something like that. It's yeah, a, it's a I know, yeah, I know you mean. <laughs> Same with it. Um, all right. Well, do we have to put Uruguay in sixth for the fact that they won two World Cups? It's a difficult one because they haven't really done anything since, no, have they? No, they've never no. really. They've had that good teams. Yeah, well, they've got good players: Cavani, Suarez. Well, I mean, they're old now. Uh, Jimenez, centre back. Uh, Godin Terreira uh, I guess the question is <laughs> how, how all time is all time and since we mm. counted those uh, early Italy wins yeah it's not fair not but, to count the Europe yeah games. but I mean if we're like we were saying with that at least Italy won some recently so if yeah. we're doing like an average through the year is then would you say because their average probably go down here? Then they would be. They might be still going to be in the top ten, but they're not. Yeah, would you not... put Spain above them? Uh, we count in your Euro successes. We can't. Uh, not, we're not currently, but obviously, if, if you know off the top of well, your head. Well, yeah, because they won two thousand eight Euros, twenty ten World Cup, two thousand twelve Euros, didn't they? Hmm. So. That team may maybe put them. Then I don't know. Yeah, so maybe maybe Spain in sixth and Uruguay in seventh. But that means England's in eighth. Oh. What do you think, Mark? I think that's probably fair. In fact, it's probably higher than I would instinctively have thought. Yeah, but with, the, with, the, with the last with the last team on the list, who'd won a World Cup. So yeah, we've won one. Uh, so, okay. you know. We've won one. That's the main thing. All right, well, I put I put Spain in sixth. With uh, yeah. one World Cup and many Euros. Yeah. I'm Uruguay trying to think of other Uruguayan players. And England in eighth. England should have many more World Cups, but they don't because we mm-hmm. never bloody win a semi final ever. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's just a, a tale of uh, hope and then. Comes crashing down. It's a bit of a shame, though, considering we are the, the nation that created this. Yeah, this yeah. And then, it's coming home, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it is, it never does, uh, it? I mean, me. I do find it astonishing how how you know that the game could have originated from here, and it's so you know beloved of everyone everywhere. Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, quite a lot of sports were invented, you know, rugby in Britain, England, but mm. something about football in particular, I think. Yeah, because you know, like you know, we, like cricket, cricket for instance, it, it gets played in the sort of former uh, former British colonies. Mm. Um, it's dead popular, you know, in India and you know, Australia now. West Indies. Yeah, but like football, it's like everywhere. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, so what? what uh, it's getting yeah, pretty Martin, what, what is what is it about football? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just like there's something universal about it. Like, yeah, everyone can yeah, play exactly. it, <laughs> even if mm. what doesn't matter what language you speak. Yeah, uh, I guess that's the same for all sport. But like, there's something in particular about football that mm. you don't have to sort of speak. Maybe, maybe it's the simplicity to... of the um, the rules. 
yeah. against the general rules. You don't actually have to speak to the people to be able to understand what's going on. Yeah. Whereas yeah. With, with rugby and cricket, you need to, it's more organised, you know, there's, yeah. there's refs. So putting put put my science hat on a little bit, we would say it scales well. So, you know, you can have a kickabout with your mates at five a side sort of on the yard, you know. Mm. Or it can be this massive international tournament with technology and all that. Um, whereas I think maybe you need a bit more gear for some of the other sports. Mm. You know, yeah. you can't just it's you know, kind of up and play cricket in the streets. You know, there's yeah. no sort of street in, in essence, it's the same thing throughout from playing it in the street to yeah, yeah, like it, it is. Well, yeah, I, I played rugby my entire life, and yet we still play football at break time. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, you can't really just play rugby yeah, yeah like yeah. you would just have a kick about with your mates yeah, yeah with football so yeah that's uh it's a bit more that's probably why yeah martin caceres is another uruguayan player yeah. <laughs> just to go to know but uh, yeah i don't know like I, I think um with me and mark watched um a netflix series called the english game and it's about like the um Origins of professional. Yeah, origins of football. So it's you know, have you do you know about like the amateurs and professionals argument way back when? So uh, when football was invented by like Etonians, um, you're obviously like posh toffs. Posh posh toffs. Like like all other sports, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, And they wanted to keep football amateur, so then like it wouldn't be far money. Uh, uh, like they could just carry on playing it and carry on winning it all the time but the working class northern teams wanted it to become professional so they could get paid for it and actually earn a living from it Mm. because they they couldn't afford to just you know because obviously if you're a Etonian you can afford to take a lot of time to train and stuff and you don't have to be paid yeah you know whereas to get to that sort of level as a working class person you sort of have to be paid because otherwise you're having to slug it out in the factory the whole time yeah you know so they yeah. wanted it to be professionalized yeah um and in the end obviously they, they won and that's where how we've got to this point today but um it was the story about oh, i forgot and there's like a scottish player yeah fergus Suter. fergus Suter, yeah. who played for uh, blackburn Olympic, um, and he was like seen. He's seen as like the first professional footballer because he was the first person to be paid for playing. And then there was the posh toff. I forgot what he's called. I can't remember what he was called. Uh, he was like the first football celebrity. He was like the first football celebrity. So everyone wanted his autograph and stuff. Um, and he also he went on to become the uh, um, head of the FA uh, for ages. Um, and he um, boiled down to the Northern teams and the Northern associations were going to break off and make their own association in order to make it professional. Hmm. So the FA were like, all right, we'll let you make it professional <laughs> just, so, just so they could, so the FA could still control it. Yeah, basically. of course. Um, uh, so that's what it boiled down to. Um, was he called Kinnaird, that guy? Yeah, uh, let me just, I'm just going to search it. Kinnaird? Kinnaird? Yeah, uh, yeah, Arthur Kinnaird. Arthur Kinnaird, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah so some, that's some pretty funny situations, actually, in the show where that's like, yeah. so the, the first episode opens with this game and it's an older team, like Darwin versus the Old Etonians. That's the first team that Suter played for. Yeah, and, and Darwin, like, I can't remember exactly what happened, but Darwin, it was like a, a tie, um, but they refused, the Old Etonians refused. Yes, it was a rule. Play. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and so, like the, the, the Darwin team were like, well, we're going to appeal to the FA then. Yeah. It's like the Old Etonian team was basically the board of the FA. It's and they didn't like see the that they were controlled it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, that's what it boiled down to. So, the, yeah, that game, they drew. But the rule at the time was both teams had to agree to play extra time. If they didn't, then there would be a replay. Uh-huh. So because because uh, the momentum was with Darwin. Oh, they said no. They said no. So, it, yeah, it's a. Uh, 
Very, yeah. But uh, I mean, there's, there's there was stuff about how like sort of the tactics developed at the time as well. Yeah. Well, so it's, it's, like, it's the, the break off between between rugby football and association football. Yeah. Um, so they used to, but like the tactic at the time was they used to all run in the line with the ball and go in like a pack, um, like like you do in rugby, you know, like when you pass it yeah. to the side. But then Fergusuta was like, nah, nah. It was like, it's what you put modern football. It's like, nah, spread out, spread out. So we can pass the ball mm. and like get in behind and stuff like that. And, you know, um, do make triangles and stuff like that. Uh, so, but it was groundbreaking at the time. Of course. Yeah. Us, us now are like, do that anyway. But like, <laughs> like that was like the posh stuffs were like, what's going on here? You're supposed to just run in a pack, like sort of thing. Mm. Just completely um, them. Yeah. Like they do in uh, rugby. But it's like they're saying, it's the separation of mm. rugby from football. Fair enough. Fair enough. That was an interesting little tangent uh, you guys went on there. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good series, I recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, well, what's up? You should watch Netflix, you should watch it. Oh, oh yeah, I'll definitely have a look at Yeah, I'll definitely have a look. Uh, number nine, I'm going to say Netherlands for the international team. They're, they're the national team who've made the most appearances in the World Cup without World Cup final without winning it, aren't they? Really? Yeah. Fair enough. Well, that, 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 that definitely means there must be there have to be a night then. Yeah, they've been yeah they've been it so many times but not won it. So I mean, if you think about who who used to play for them, what Cruyff, Hullet, yeah, they got some uh, quality, yeah, quality I mean, players. Cruyff, like there's there's so many, yeah, so yeah. many. Um, all right, who are we putting in the tenth spot? The holy tenth spot for all these teams. We haven't put in Belgium, we haven't put in Portugal, we haven't put in Croatia, Colombia, Mexico, Denmark, Switzerland, Chile, Poland, Sweden and Wales. Oh, they're all in the same ballpark, aren't they? Who were the first couple again? Belgium, Portugal, Croatia, Colombia, Mexico, Denmark... Netherlands, uh, Switzerland, Chile, Poland, Sweden, Wales. Are we tempted to put Portugal? I was going to say Portugal. Obviously, they've got Cristiano uh, Ronaldo, but also... They, but they've, they've won Euros. They though. won the Euros recently, and they're in the Euros final when they got beat to Greece. Um, and they also go far in the World Cup, usually, so... Mm. I mean, they beat us in the quarters in 2006, so they got to semis there. Yeah. Um, uh, I think they've got to the quarters since then as well. So, yeah, they're, they're quite, they're, they're not a bad team. Well, would you like, say the same, Mark? Yeah, I think I think Portugal's fair. I think um, it sort of feels a little bit unfair on Croatia, given how well it did. Mm. The reason, yeah. but, but then, you know, we have been looking at sort of fall over an extended period of time. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've not they've not been a country for long, so yeah. Well, this is it. I mean, it is sort of. But then you, you get into the West Germany thing again, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But I mean, I guess it's unfair on Belgium, but they've only started playing more recently as well. Mm. Um, but I think um, Portugal got to the. Did they get to the quarters of the 2018 World Cup as well? Or something. I think they might have done. Yeah, because um, I remember Ronaldo who. Being human in the 2018 world, right? Like, they, usually, they usually do all right. Uh, yeah. I'm just looking at this. So Google has still got their, believe it or not, Google has still got their 2018 World Cup pricey pictures of <laughs> quarterfinals. Portugal's not in it. All oh, right. So, huh. yeah. but, but, huh. so were they in the round of 16? Let's see. Yeah, so they got knocked out by Uruguay in the round of 16. All right. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, well, I still, I still put Portugal. Yeah, I mean, still they, they, they've got Portugal, they literally have. Yeah. They've got Ronaldo. They had um, who was that? Eusebio. Figo. They, Eusebio some, a long time ago. Yeah, Eusebio as well. Um, he's, he's a horrible to play against in FIFA. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, I'll try okay. Matinho. Hmm. Matinho. <laughs> 
But could you could you simulate it? You know, so a FIFA like have historic teams with all the stats and stuff, and have an all time competition. Theoretically, theoretically, yeah, FIFA would have to make it though, because obviously there's not all of the legends. Yeah, they've not they've not got all the players from, uh, but they have they have got a lot of them. So it, theoretically, it is possible. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's theoretically possible. But not not like you can't just go in the game now and just do it. But like, no, it, no. like the, if EA did it, yeah, they could. Oh, that would be very interesting. It would be very fun. Although, was they used to have um, classic eleven, didn't they? Yeah, they that's true. All the, all the all the legends in, in one yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. And then you had World Eleven, who had all the current best players. Yeah, oh, yeah. That, was that was fun. All right. Well, uh, for everyone uh, watching, uh, Portugal in tenth, Netherlands in ninth, England in eighth, Uruguay in seventh, Spain in sixth, France in fifth, Argentina in fourth, Germany in third, Italy second, and Brazil. First, so do let us know in the comments below if where you agree or disagree with us. Where yeah. are England in the current rankings? Uh, fourth. That's quite, really? quite high. Yeah, quite quite high. High. but somehow Belgium are first. All right. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> France second, Brazil third, England fourth, Portugal fifth, Spain sixth, Uruguay seventh, Argentina eighth, Croatia ninth, Colombia tenth. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I want to know how they calculate this. Maybe yeah, there's like a time. there's like a coefficient, isn't there? Like, the, you get points based on your results, mm. and depending on whether it's a competitive match or friendly and stuff like that, um, and then you get you get um, you get uh, points based on your performance at tournaments and stuff. So, I don't I don't know quite how they do it, but it's like a combination of the two or something must be must be um well that's our, our list um again uh, as i said leave leave any comments below if you uh agree or disagree obviously we'd love to love to hear from you guys um let's move on to talking about mark and uh, what he does soundscapes am i right yeah uh, what is that for the for the for the the dummy like 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 we are yeah it's simple yeah. Thing. I mean, so I mentioned before, I'm a scientist. Uh, this, um, this the definition of soundscapes. Believe it or not, I wrote a whole chapter of my thesis on this. Um, so, <laughs> to, to boil it down, um, if you think of a landscape as being like everything that you can see in a particular location, a soundscape is the audio equivalent of that. So, it's everything that you can hear in a given space. You know, so if you're in the middle of a city, it might be the sound of cars. The sounds of people talking, you know, footsteps. The, and and the, the key thing of it is it's your perception of it as well. So it's sort of the whole thing and how it makes you feel about the place, you know. Um, yeah, does that make sense? I don't even know. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, that, that, does, that does make sense. Yeah. Um, and you said you could almost link it to, to sport in, in some way, like the Olympics or yeah. uh, the current um, audio in football. Yeah, so I was thinking about this when Ben asked me to be on the podcast about what I could actually talk about. Um, and yeah, it got me thinking about the so the reason obviously with COVID, there can't be the fans at the matches, you know, so they're playing in in empty stadiums. But on a lot of the the televisations, they've included um, fan noise, you know, because people expect that. So the soundscape of a football match is the chance of the applause, is the sort of buzz in the stadium that you get. And that is part of your experience of the game. Right, so I was thinking about this and how, um, you know, you would feel a loss if it wasn't there. And people do, you know, obviously you can watch, um, you know, these, these streams of these games um, where the, there is no noise and it does completely change the tone of it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know if, if you guys have any thoughts on if you've watched those. Oh, it is, it is different. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely prefer the, the crowd noise. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. But then I heard about some, um, you know, some fans sort of, was it a city game? And then they, they, they were singing Blue Moon pretty early on. And I think yeah. you said, Ben, yeah, oh, yeah, they were never singing it. No, this is louder than the Etihad ever is. Like, yeah. <laughs> usually, because it was still nil at the time. So I'm not saying city fans don't sing, but usually you have to, they have to score before they start singing. Mm -hmm. 
Like, but they like it was nil nil in like the tenth minute, and it was like blue moon. So I was there. I was like, eh? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. Like, I guess it'd be interesting, like, because we've spoke about the effects of sort of the performance of the teams because of no crowds. Um, mm. Yeah. Sort of the, the intensity of teams because of no crowds. I don't know what you think about that, Mark. Well, I think, I mean, if you wanted to relate back to the sound, I mean, just having that sort of roar behind you and, and knowing that they're there, it must affect the players. Mm. It must do. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess I was thinking of it more from the point of view of um, what well, sort of your expectations, you know? Yeah. So, so no, I mean... Um, Sorry, Karen, Karen. I was going to say, there's this notion of appropriateness in soundscapes. You know, so if you're, uh, it's one of the sort of key issues I wrestle with quite a lot is um, context. You know, so one of the ways that soundscapes is measured, you know, in and around cities, it tends to be with the noise level. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't tell you, you know, much information from the perspective of a human about what's going on. You know, because the one, the one that I use quite a lot is. Um, an aeroplane is about 100 dB if you're right next to it. And then if you're at a live music concert, that's about 100 dB. But your emotional reaction to that is completely is different. Is that decibels? Decibels, yeah. yeah. Which is a, a measure of loudness. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then, uh, you know, a football game, if, if you've not got that um, that sort of soundscape of all the crowd, it's, it's, it feels weird and sort of the appropriateness is slightly off mm. you know and even even if you know they, they start chanting at the wrong time there's some part of you that actually knows that that is the case you know yeah like yeah and it's quite obvious when there's someone on the uh, on the buttons because like a chance goes close <laughs> and then like five seconds like it's whoa like <laughs> so there's a bit of delay on it but yeah, i was they, sort of thinking sorry no, there you go, you go, you go. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Um, I was sort of thinking, because Dad was saying it's like, because you, you uh, also do a bit of music. Yeah. Like, he's, he's saying, like, it's like going to a gig and then being no crowd, you're miffed. Yeah, yeah, it affects your performance. For yeah. Sure. So yeah. it's... You speed up Yeah, see, so that's, yeah, that's what I was getting at, like. Yeah. Yeah. It does, it affects you, it affects your well-being. I mean, if you're, you know... It, it sort of goes either way because you want to be fired up sometimes. And I, and I think this is the thing that, you know, that I get with the soundscapes. It's like, it, you know, you don't always actually want it to be quiet. You know, if, if you're, you know, like in a film where they're, they're in a, I don't know, infiltrate somewhere and someone says, oh, it's too quiet, you know. And that's, um, that's sort of a response from back when we were on together is about, you know, if, if, the, if the forest goes quiet, that means there's a predator about, you know. So if, yeah. if it's too quiet, that's unnerving, you know, just as much as if it's too loud, you know, and, and obviously the context, you know, so a football match, you want it to be damn loud. You know, obviously you don't want it to be so loud that you're getting hearing damage, but it's yeah. part of the whole thing of it and, and for the players as well. Yeah, it's just the whole thing of chanting, uh, you know, bringing the players up. If, if let's say you're at home and you're losing one nil, but it's only 20 minutes, the, the crowd will still chant for you to try and get, get you back yeah. into the game. Yeah. So she's sort of saying, um, like, as well as sort of the performance and the intensity being different, even before the match started mentally, it's because they know something's a bit off. They'll be yeah. a bit off. That's true. They'll be a yeah. bit off, but it's not what they expect. I mean, yeah. it probably will change, you know, as this sort of goes on and gets further, you know, to the point where I imagine when the fans come back, it'll be a bit of a shock, you know. Mm. Um, but you do, you get um, sort of used to a certain location sounding a certain way, you know. So like if they're in the tunnel waiting to come out and it's, it's just deathly silent, that must be really weird psychologically. Mm. Yeah, whereas normally there's there's songs and people singing, like there's always that like walkout song that most people like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, they, they don't have that, which is yeah, yeah. always very unsettling. I guess now probably used to it, you'd think. I think, yeah, they must be getting used to it a bit. Um, but it's, it's still going to change the way they play. Definitely. It'd be, it will be interesting, I think, when the fans do come back, you know, what... You know, because, like, pretty early on in the season, I mean, I don't follow it that closely, but there were loads of games with, like, huge, really high score counts and stuff mm. like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, that's... 
you know, I mean, it could just be a fluke, but I reckon that's it's got have something to do with it, the circumstances that we're in. Yeah, yeah definitely. And then, you know, when the fans come back, what? How's that going to work? Is it going to? Are they going to? You know, is the anxiety going to go through the roof because you know, <laughs> there's fifty thousand people there again? You know, yeah. although it, and maybe it'll sort of increase slowly over time if you have partial fans. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. True. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that, that's actually a really good point. How how are they going to react to um, having the fans back eventually? That, that mm-hmm. is a head scratcher, I guess. Because I mean, I think some players will obviously play better. But if you're so used to playing in a stadium where it's just the backroom staff, your, co- your coach and the, the subs, mm-hmm. when you get used to that and then being thrown into this big atmosphere with 60,000 fans or 50,000, 40,000 fans. Yeah. That could be... Just just occurred to me as well, the intelligibility, you know, so if you do watch one of these games where the crowd noise hasn't been added, you can you can hear the players yelling to each other and stuff. Mm. When the fans are there, there's no way they can hear each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that must change things, you know. That, that, that goes to something that I've studied, which is this idea of high-fidelity soundscapes, you know, so... To do with noise pollution from when I look at it, you know, so if, if you're in the middle of a city or something with low vehicle noise, you, you can't hear the bird song and they can't hear each other either. And that affects the behavior of the species, you know. Um, and, and that that has its, you know, that has a, an analogue in, in the in you know communication in the team, you know, so they've got no crowd noise, suddenly there's this whole other avenue of communication. Mm-hmm. It'd be a really interesting yeah. study. To yeah, I, I guess I guess it'd be interesting if they do it, like you're saying, do a study to sort of see if they can quantify if there was a difference between uh, no crowd and crowds. I think it would, it would be that. well, like, look, maybe looking at a, a striker and seeing if he puts more balls in the back of the net after like every per game. Is it higher yeah. after there's no crowd or with crowd? That would, yeah. that would yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Um, yeah. I'm not sure me and Ben have time to do that, but <laughs> uh, you never know. <laughs> um, anything else you want to touch on, touch on Ben? Uh, not I can think of. Um, no. <laughs> not, we've, not, already, we've, we've already spoken about the weekend's games and the uh, the last yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've been, so, it's been great having you and Mark. Good chat. I do love a bit of international chat. Good to, good to be here to finally get to be a guest. I've, um, I've, I've heard some of these podcasts being recorded through the door a few times. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good. It's good fun. Uh, um, I think me and Ben enjoy it. Otherwise, I guess we wouldn't be on our, is it, what was it, 24th podcast? Yeah, 24th podcast. 24th, yeah. Episode 24. You've almost got a full season of television there. <laughs> <laughs> 26 episodes. You've got to season two soon. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, don't, I don't think we'll be doing seasons on this. I don't know. If we'll, we'll talk about it. Oh, it's got a different plantation, hasn't it? Season and football. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. P- pleasure having you on. Um, we'll probably be seeing you guys on Tuesday. Uh, the viewers, um, I think so. Should be. It's we're all good for Saturday. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you guys soon. Thank you guys for watching. Leave a like if you enjoyed the video. And if you're new around here, uh, drop a subscription. Well, that would be greatly appreciated. I guess the goal is now, as I said, 1,000 subscribers. Now we're, uh, we've, hit, we've hit the 500. So uh, yeah, see you guys next week.